Yo, uh, day 114. Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. Uh, and we're your hosts. And remember, this is a podcast about the Bible. We want to help you to see that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to the Bible to look through it like a window to see God. Uh, we don't come to the Bible like a mirror to look at it and primarily um, see us. And so, uh, just a reminder, this is a podcast that we started in, what, August yeah. of uh, 2020, and the aim is to go through the entire Bible in a year. So if you're just now starting to tune in, all the episodes are up online. You can feel free to start over uh, from scratch if you want to, or just start book, book by book and work your way backwards or forwards. The goal is to keep these simple and short. Uh, so that you can add it on to your day and your daily reading. All right, Job, uh, chapter eight. Nine. Where we at, Key? Nine, nine, nine. Job yeah. nine. Job nine through 12. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so Job is, uh, you know, responding to his friend Bildad, who, again, we talked about before, who believes in, you know, the wisdom of the ages, the ancestors we've learned from them, yada, yada. And you know, in chapter nine, when Job responds, one of the things that he's trying to say is like, yo, like, I know who God is, right? Like, right. I understand the basic attributes of God and all that kind of stuff, bro. Like, that's theology one-on-one, bro. I'm there. <laughs> um, right. But what's crazy is, is that even in him knowing the character of God and attributes of God, it doesn't always make sense of adversity, right? right? It doesn't always make sense of suffering. And And then he goes into like, yo, you know, Man, I can't take God to court because he's the judge, he's the jury, he's the defendant. All at the same time, he has all, you know, he stands on all sides. Um, And so as much as I know him and as much as like, yeah, like I understand his character, he still feels evasive, right? He still feels like he's elusive, like I can't get a hold of him, like he's not here, like he's not near me. Um, And that's why he says, you know, if he passed by me, I wouldn't see him, right? If he went by, I wouldn't recognize him in verse 11. Um, and he just continues on and on and on. And man, one of the things, bro, that I think this chapter and this book is trying to say, man, is, you know, one of the biggest questions of humanity is right. not just why do people suffer? Right, right. One of the biggest questions of humanity is why do the righteous suffer? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different question. That's a whole different question because, right. and even in this time, bro, you had people trying to answer this question with their own stories and their own kind of literature um, around this subject where a righteous person would suffer and they would try to draw a solution for it. And one of the things they would always do, it would say, oh, it was because of a ritual disobedience, right? Like he didn't sacrifice enough or he was right. impure, yada, yada. And so- the Bible is so good because it's like, nah, Job didn't do nothing. It starts off right. telling you he was integral, right, 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 right. And so, yeah, everybody, this is a universal <clears throat> question <clears throat> that trickles down to our own day. Ah, oh, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it good that you kind of bring that up, man. In chapter nine, as Job talks, um, Job's gonna say things like, uh, in verse seventeen, right, um. He batters me with a whirlwind and multiplies my wounds without cause, right? Mm-hmm. So from Job's standpoint, um, Job saying, yo, uh, since suffering doesn't make sense to me, since my suffering doesn't make sense to me, the conclusion that it comes to is it must be senseless, like that mm-hmm. there is no cause. 
why mm. and it is this concept where it's like yo just because something doesn't make sense to you uh it doesn't mean that it's senseless it just yeah. means that yeah mm. right now or for the time being it's above your pay grade it's above your need to know and you have job saying yo if i just knew why if i just knew why if i just knew why god did it then things would be better but the irony is no it wouldn't right the answers aren't always the things that bring us comfort in the midst of our time yeah and it's like man job uh you know is going just like on and on um you know and it's just like yeah these same kinds of things and in 10 when he's like directly addressing god he he even talks about the fact that man god you you are the one who you know, care for me my whole life, right? In right. ten eight, he's like, Your hand shaped me and formed me. Like, will you now turn away? And it's like, right. did you pour did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Like you did all these things. You groomed me. You took care of me. Right. To just abandon me. Right. <laughs> right? So yep. it, it it makes it in a, in one in one sense, he's understanding that, you know, God um God's attributes, but in the same time, he's like, yo, like it makes God seem as if he's inconsistent, right? right. Like he yep. He has a, uh, you know, kind of like aberrant character, like where he could just go off a cliff and just start doing. He right. like like us, right? Like we yeah. could, we could be one way for a time, but we could just snap, right? Or we yeah. could just make a really bad decision. And it's like God, do you are you inconsistent, right? right. And yeah. Um, yeah, just like a little theology, like God is not like humans in that He is simple, right? So like God right. doesn't have parts; He's not made up of parts. He is one, and so for God to be kind, for Him to be just, for Him to be loving, like He is always those things, right? He's not sometimes right. kind, sometimes loving, sometimes what, right? right? He's all of those things in one, and it's very hard to wrap our heads around. But that's the very thing like we struggle with, right? Like the inconsistency yeah. that seems. Yeah. to come especially yeah as those who yeah deem themselves uh, yeah. righteous and integral yeah yeah so then Zophar replies to him and this is where things are um this is where you really start to see the holes in what he says mm-hmm. Zophar is like yo listen joe don't be so brash as to ask god for an answer right so he's correcting job in how he approaches god um but it's this overcorrection because he's going to, in one hand, say, yo, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yeah. But then he's going to reduce God to, nah, God blesses the righteous and punishes the wicked. So, Job, if you're going to say anything to God, you just need to repent because the only reason that God would do something like this is he's hmm. punishing somebody for doing something bad. And so, in one sense, like, he's he's directing job to approach god but he's limiting the scope and saying nah the only acceptable thing that you can do to god right now is to repent and what he's trying to do is he's trying to trace suffering back to a sin and he's saying job your problem is just that you don't know the sin that you committed because god doesn't allow the righteous to suffer and this is where, yeah, so far so black and white that he doesn't leave room for uh, the complexity of God that's only seen in relationship as we go, mm-hmm. not just to repent of sin, but to talk to him and to ask him and to, yeah, yeah, give him questions and 
queries and to hear from him and to process with him. Yep. And I, it's weird because it's like, I love what you bring out. Like Zophar is that guy who does, he, he sees no like gray, right? He's like right. literally colorblind, um, <laughs> right. uh, like, yeah, looking at life. And so, man, it's funny because, you know, he basically, verse six is like, know then that God has chosen to overlook some of your iniquity. It's like, bro, you, in other words, like, you better be glad you ain't getting all you deserve. And right. it's like, what? Like, come on, bro. Like, right. you have to think more dynamically than that. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, one of the things, man, I just thought about, and I've been thinking about this for a while. It's like, man, the older you get, you tend to think that the world, everything just gets more clear. Right. But you actually realize that things are just more complex. Complex, right. Yeah, the more right, you right. live, man, the more you know, you're like, oh, no, this is just way more complex than I could have thought 10 right. years ago. Yeah. And Zophar is showing his youth, at least in his thinking <laughs> right, right now. Um, and Job, I love the way Job comes back, man. He comes back oh. with the sarcasm. And he's like, Clown. bro, I got a mind like you, bro. Like, <laughs> right. fam, I could think, bro. I'm not inferior. Right? <laughs> you Who don't know all yeah, yeah, you're a clown, bro. Like clown, dog. He he got the little the gif with the clown face right. with the deuces down. He just puts the clown gear. He's like, bro, you're a clown. You need to get that joint. So anyway, man, one of the things though that Job says is so profound, dog. He says in verse five of twelve, he's like, um, you know, the one who is at ease holds calamity and contempt and uh, thinks it is prepared for those whose feet are slipping. Yeah, the tents of robbers are safe. Yeah, and those who trouble God are secure. God holds them in His hands. Mm. And man, it's so crazy because one of the things suffering does—it doesn't just leave us perplexed about the suffering of the righteous, yeah. but even more perplexed about the prosperity of the wicked. The wicked, yeah, bro. It's like it—it it literally throws us off, man. And that's one of the things I know everybody has felt that, like. If you're doing the right thing, if you're walking with the Lord, if you're trusting him, if you're being faithful as much as you can understand it, you see someone who's not getting doing promoted. better than you. Doing way better. Just I, lit, killing it in life. <laughs> right, right, you're right. you're like, bro, I, I literally, I, I can't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and Job is just beating this drum, though, to say that, yo, God's adjudication of the world isn't as predictable as, as you guys make it seem. Right. Yep. It's more complex, right? Yeah. 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 And when things are more complex, you realize um, that there are not cookie cutter answers, but you just need to go to God and have conversation, right? And that's what I love about this book. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, right? Mm -hmm. The book ends not with Job getting answers, hmm. but with Job's consolation coming through conversation with God. Him and yeah. God have a conversation, and Job is reminded of the security of relationship, and he is reminded, yo, having relationship with God without answers is better than having answers without relationship with God, That's right? Good. Why do the righteous suffer in this world? It's a question that this book doesn't answer, yeah. right? Uh, but in the life of Jesus, one of the things that we do see is a redemptive aspect of the only one truly righteous that has suffered. Jesus comes, does nothing to earn the suffering that he gets. He doesn't suffer uh, uh, in spite of disobedience. He suffers because of his obedience. 
And God is going to use that suffering to accomplish his purposes. So one of the things we see in the life of Christ that clarifies it is um, no suffering that takes place is without some sort of redemptive value that God's going to use to bring about his special purposes here on earth. Amen. Amen. Father, we pray that you would help us to trust you in the midst of the hardest times, even when we don't have answers. Keep our eyes from comparing our situation with somebody else's. Help us to look upward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.